This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the MMQB NFL Podcast. I'm Gary Gramling. And I'm Connor Orr. Connor, it's a mailbag show. Woohoo! Yeah, play the play the sirens and the, uh, the the special thematic music that uh, Danny Elfman made for us on the mailbag show. <laughs> I don't, Do you? I don't know. Did you miss Blue's Clues altogether? Right, you I, probably I missed it as a kid and a dad, right? Correct. So, correct. Yeah. Yep. So, do do you know the mail song from no. Blue's Clues? Nope. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail because when it comes, I want to wail mail. Okay. That's how. You, yeah. So that's how. That's how you do it. Not bad, not bad. Uh, I usually go with the uh, the old Letterman mailbag. Letters, we got letters. We get stacks and stacks of letters. And that ends up with a big, uh, letters! <laughs> oh, that's a good one. So yeah, it's a mailbag show, Connor. All right. We have, uh, we have a handful of questions, including one 
one question that I think we received from, I don't know, 98% of our audience, and we'll get to it at the end. We'll, we'll build up that suspense, and then we'll provide a very flat, unsatisfying answer. It's the kind of show it's going to be. For sure. But uh, let's uh, we're, we're going to go through it, not necessarily in order of importance, because I think we have a, a fairly important uh, question to get to a little bit later. But uh, let's start right up at the top with Dave. And I'm going to simplify Dave's question to this. Uh, did you know the Vikings are five and one? Well, OK, so uh, Dave, no, uh, <laughs> would be the first answer to that. Um, the second answer to that. And holy smokes. Uh, so I'm going to add a second question to this mailbag, which is um, <laughs> yeah. Dakota on Twitter, whose handle is Min Vikings Life, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. said, "Will uh, basically will Sports Illustrated just hire anybody because you having a job there is laughable?" So to answer your question, uh, Dakota. Sports Illustrated is hiring two football writing positions, so you can apply for yourself, and yeah. you can find out if we'll uh, if we'll just hire anybody. Uh, so that would be a fun fun thing for you to do. But it kind of bundles into I, I didn't realize. So I moved the Vikings up to number four on my power rankings because yeah. their fans just wouldn't shut up. And so I just tweeted jokingly, enjoy your proper placement on the power rankings this week. It is the complete and total kiss of death you didn't know you were asking for. And then I linked the Cardinals. Uh, who I indirectly sunk last year by allowing one of their fans to write the top of the power rankings. Mm-hmm. I thought that tweet got no traction. I have a, I have a hundred replies, uh, <laughs> and uh, there, there wasn't a prompt to reply to it though. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, it it is it is not good. Uh, a lot of people are upset about this. Um, there's the Buzz Lightyear man saying you're a sad, strange little man, which is true, but I didn't know he knew I was short, but yeah, yeah. I guess it's just kind of a, you know, kind of a short guy thing to do. Um, I gotta, I, I, I don't know if you could see this Gary, but it's sort of a, it's Kirk Cousins with a Halloween mask on and it's like basically saying he's going to stab me and it says Kirk Tober. Is Kirktober a thing? Is is there like a statistic? Like I've seen the uh, he's the noon warrior or something like that. The joke being that he doesn't play well in prime or his record isn't good in primetime games, but he's really good in these one o'clock games. Uh, does Kirktober mean something? Is he really good in October games? I just don't want to. I don't want to die. I love life, but um, I especially don't want to go by being stabbed to death by Kirk Cousins. You know? What a way for it to end. Hopefully he at least does play action beforehand because he's much better when he does mm-hmm. that. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> he, I, he comes in like he's giving you a hug and then he stabs you. That's that's play action murder. That is play October. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. This is one of those difficult situations where the Vikings, right? So the entire league is sort of smashed together like. Um, it, the entire NFL right now is if you shove two cakes together, right? And so mm-hmm. it's no longer a beautiful cake, and it's just a whole mess of breading and icing and sponge and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so – but but there are some pieces of it that still look really good, like the Eagles and the Vikings are another one of those teams. And then there's teams that kind of look really bad, even though most of us are collectively kind of feel like they're in the middle, right? Yes. Um, 
the Vikings uh, beat the Packers, mm-hmm. okay, twenty-three to seven, which is pretty good. They lost handily to the Philadelphia Eagles, like yeah. looked completely lost in that game. And then their last four wins were against the Lions by four, the Saints by three, the Bears by seven, and then the Miami Dolphins with, um. Oh God! I was gonna try Skyler. to do it. Good, Skyler. Yeah, I, Skyler I know Thompson. I know it's Skyler Thompson, but I was gonna try to do like a. Um, I was gonna try to do a deep pull for like an obscure backup, you know. But and it was Skyler Thompson at quarterback. Uh, Cleo, right? Cleo Lemon was right there. Oh, damn it! Um, but yeah, so I, I get the frustration, right? But I, I just don't think that this team is nearly as good as they think it is. And I think in most situations, like, it's it's not a supreme effort, right? Like, the win over the Green Bay Packers, they have the expected points added. Um, offense, defense, and special teams are all below 10. Um, in their win over the Lions, the defense was minus 9. In their win over the Saints, the defense was minus 8. In their win over the Dolphins, their offense was minus 4 in terms of expected points added. So, like, mm-hmm. I guess you could argue that you're winning you're winning games via complementary football, but, like, let's see what happens when your schedule really turns up. And, and it doesn't really ever, but... You have at Buffalo November thirteenth, and then you have at and then you have Dallas at home on November twentieth, and then New England on the twenty fourth. And I don't know what they look like, the Patriots right now. Talk to me after those three games, and then and then we'll start to see what's going on here. I think it's really fun to kind of uh, compare and contrast last year's Cardinals and this year's Vikings at this point because they are the teams that are, if you're looking at it broadly. They're middle-of-the-pack teams. There's nothing wrong with that. The Vikings are not bad. The Cardinals last year were not bad, but they're clearly not as good as their early season record uh, indicates at this point. Uh, I will say it's just a little bit different with the Vikings because you have a better sense of what they are. Like, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of volatility as we go uh, week to week here. And uh, again, if, if I pull up the uh, the spreadsheet, the luck-adjusted point differential spreadsheet, or as it's better known by its acronym, Kingsbury, uh, this would... Uh, the Vikings have basically no luck. Uh, and when I say no luck, I don't mean good luck. I don't mean bad. I mean, they're right even. This is where they should be. Uh, as far as their performance goes so far in these games, uh, it come when it comes to stuff like fourth and short conversions, fourth and short conversions allowed, uh, red zone efficiency, opponent kicker uh, performance at this point, uh, all that stuff basically adds up to a wash for them. And and they're uh, where do they rank in the in in the uh, in the list here? They're seventh right now, which yeah. So that's about five and one, four and two. But you do raise a good point. And I, I hate to kind of overrate strength of schedule because everyone's pretty good in the NFL. No one's that bad. There's no, uh, uh, we just played Vanderbilt and, Al- and Alcorn State and UMass, and, and those are our wins. Uh, but those are, <laughs> those are really, those are I mean, really soft among- teams they beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the Lions are one and four. Uh, the Bears are maybe the second worst team in the NFL, um, and you gave up twenty two points. Uh, I don't know, man. It, it's just you know almost two hundred yards passing to Justin Fields, and they don't really allow him to throw the ball. So 
I don't know. I mean, yes, Vikings fans, we're aware that you're five and one. We're very happy for you. If I'm looking, if I'm going to do a Mike Francesa and uh, go down the rest of this schedule, I would imagine that you're going to finish with a pretty good record, right? So they're coming off the bye. You figure they'll beat the Cardinals to go six and one, the Commanders to go seven and one. Then you have that tough stretch where you have the Bills, the Cowboys, the Patriots, the Jets. Even if you come through there eight and three. I mean, sure. you have yeah. you have the Lions again, you have the Colts, the Giants, the Packers, and the Bears. Like no one's gonna stop you. You're probably gonna get like a, a what a six seed. A six. Uh, look at the Packers don't get themselves yeah. right. Uh, you're gonna win the division. You win that division. Yeah, that's true. And then the Packers get the six seed, and boy, would that suck for someone to have to play them in the first round of the playoffs. The uh, the the other team I want to compare the 22 Vikings to is the 2021 Vikings, who, uh, <laughs> of course, went 8-9. And, and uh, I've talked about it on the show, and uh, I've, I've been fortunate enough to, been, uh, to be on his podcast. Uh, Ty Schalter, who does some work for 538, keeps track every year of the coin flip wins. We kind of overrate uh, one possession games because uh, if you were trailing by 17 and scored some garbage points and got to within eight or whatever it is uh you now played in one possession game even though you really didn't have a great chance to win the coin flip games are uh, win probability is 60 40 or closer in the last five minutes uh, last year, the Vikings went three and three in those games. They finished eight and nine. Uh, this year, they're two and zero. Uh, they would be three and zero if you threw the Bears game in there. The Bears actually was just outside that window, uh, just outside that five minute window when it was within the sixty forty stretch there. So you could say they're three and zero in coin flips this year. They were three and three in coin flips a year ago. If they lose three coin flips coming up, then you're five and four, which is probably about what you are as a team. Right. Um, so what you're saying is, I'm right, uh, leave us alone, Dave, mm-hmm. and uh, Vikings fans, just, you know, j- this is what I say to everybody, enjoy your time, you know, enjoy enjoy the time, <laughs> don't be a dick, because you know what's going to happen is, eventually you're the Vikings, right? Like, it's all, it's all going to come back to the fact that you're the Vikings. Like, yeah. e- everything regresses to the mean. Conor Orr has to wake up every morning and say, "Eventually, it's gonna. It, we're all we're gonna be Conor Orr at the end of the day." So do Vikings fans. You know? <laughs> Let's go to the next one. Uh, this is a good one. So this is from Chris. Uh, who's the more valuable trade piece for the Panthers, who of course are coming up on fire sale season as we get toward the trade deadline? Uh, Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, or Brian Burns? I'll let you go first because that's a tough question. <laughs> I don't think it is, um, but uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I'll say this first, and I do. I have a great amount of appreciation for. Uh, I think it was Good Morning Football, um, and them, and uh, Peter Schrager was saying, you know, that Christian McCaffrey's on the block, and he's like, but this isn't going to be a fire sale. He's like, they're talking multiple first round picks for these guys, and I was like, mm. I'm sure <laughs> that that information was accurate, was reported accurately. I don't deny that. What I think we should do is um, try to get inside the head of Scott Fitter here and think, are, do you really think you're getting multiple first-round picks for Christian McCaffrey, D- DJ Moore? Do we really think that we're getting a windfall of talent to come from here? I'm sure. Here's what I'm sure of. 
I'm sure David Tepper went into that room and was like, you better get a lot of picks for these guys or else you're in trouble. I'm sure it was then communicated backwards through the media that way. Uh, But boy, howdy, this is not going to be, you know, he's going into it like I go into every garage sale, right? Which is like, oh, I'm going to make enough money to go on vacation. And then after the garage sale, you're like, we might be able to go out to dinner, you know, maybe. (laughs) This is how it works, you know? No one wanted this old stapler? Are you kidding me? $70. What does a stapler cost nowadays? Uh, so Ida, and look, we're here in the Northeast. We're in kind of giant's country. And we had some of these questions thrown at us from from friends and loved ones uh, about Saquon Barkley. And like, oh, yeah, well, giants, well, they just trade Saquon for one right now. And it's like, well... Because no, no one will pay it. But also, sure they would. I'm not. I'm not sure Saquon Barkley gets a one right now. Even though he's, you know, he's a legitimate, uh, you know, offensive player of the year candidate in the NFL at this point. Um, he's having a great season. He will. Uh, he will. I'm sure have a couple good years left in him. But that's just that's just the way it goes. Uh, well, let me put it this way: though. who would you, who would you anticipate they would get the most for? I, I'd say Brian Burns one yes. because he is. Uh, and, and I'd even argue Brian Burns is probably the least proven commodity of the three, but, uh, it's just such a rarity to find a, uh, uh, a young pass rusher like that. Uh, the other issue with him is he is finishing up. This is, this is what, last year of his rookie deal? Um, then there's the option year. I should have looked this up before we started having the conversation. Uh, I'm going to say that, and then I'll correct it if it needs to be corrected in a few minutes. Yeah, so he'll have a – he was a 2019 draft pick, so 19, 20, 21, 22, and then 23 is his option year. So you, if you trade for him, you're going to have to pay him as well. Uh, that has not deterred some teams in the past, but uh, you pay for, you, you trade for him, then you, you pay for him in, in two ways at this point. Uh, DJ Moore is – He's look. He got one of those deals before the big wide receiver boom. So he's mm-hmm. all of a sudden on a on a pretty team friendly deal at this point. And then uh, yeah, McCaffrey, who probably you'd feel best about plugging him into your lineup. And as you have said, coming to the year, you know the checkdown is becoming uh, more and more prevalent across the NFL. He is obviously a huge checkdown weapon. He is playing on a team that does not have quarterbacks who effectively check down. Uh, so he might take off somewhere else he might be someone Saquon Barkley uh if he lands in the right spot but uh but yeah I'd probably order that with Burns than more than McCaffrey yeah I was gonna say position of need down the stretch right you would you would say that pass rusher is a is an off injured position and it's an absolute necessity for teams making a playoff run right so you you need you need rotational pass rush help like as good as the bills are, I would ask, I would trade a second round pick for Brian Burns right now. You yep. know, in, even though you've got the deepest, maybe arguably the deepest pass rush in the league right now, get another one. Who cares? You know what I mean? Just keep these guys fresh and keep them rotating. Step on the gas. Chiefs are obviously another team that should be in the in play for Brian Burns. Mm-hmm. They need pass rush help badly. But um, yeah, so I would rank Burns number one. Uh, more like you said, now it's a premium position. I think he's a potentially a premium, low-end premium player. You could get him uh, on that deal, which is nice. And then McCaffrey, look, I mean, that guy levitates for four and a half yards of carry. It's phenomenal. He really is good. And he's a weapon out of the backfield. But we've seen a ton of places now that have tried um, to quickly integrate 
receiving style backs into their offense, and it's hard. It's really hard. And I think it's part of the reason why we've seen Christian McCaffrey kind of put up just like okay numbers this year because there needs to be such a relationship there. And he hasn't had a quarterback to develop a relationship with. And right now he's just getting like, hey, we're going to throw it to you at the line because we don't want the ball in our quarterback's hands. And that's a lot different than let's let you get out into the flat in a position where you can make something happen here. Um, and, And that's not happening for McCaffrey right now. All right, let's let's go to the next one here. Uh, why should I stay on the Jaguars bandwagon? Uh, that is from Mike, and I'm glad you asked, Mike. Uh, not even looking at uh, at my various uh, you know calculations and and sort of madness here. Uh, their point differential is so good right now. So that's your first that's your first hint that they're probably better than their record uh, at two and four. Um, the other reason that you say with them young team obviously and and you you'd expect the young team would get better uh, as the year goes on but uh and by the way yeah they're they're plus four in point differential per game uh, plus four per game so uh that's that's pretty good that's six best in the league right now um trevor lawrence is still finding his way a little bit but there's nothing you would see in him that is like a red flag at this point to me. I, I know some people are sort of getting on him for uh, for ball placement. I don't think it's ball placement as much as he is. Uh, it's a different kind of hero ball. Uh, he's trying to basically take the most difficult throw on uh, on every snap or just about every snap. That's uh, you know I'm not speaking literally at this point, and that is leading to a lot of low percentage. Uh, pass attempts. He's not necessarily putting the ball in danger, though. Outside of that one-four fumble game, uh, you know, against the Eagles, which you know you're playing in the wet, uh, and it's just sort of a fluke thing that happens. I just don't really see any reason that he shouldn't take off. Maybe as soon as the second half of this season, and really like just elevate himself to conversation of being a easily a top ten quarterback in the league, maybe even a top five quarterback in the league by the time we get to December. I agree, and his his situational mobility is so good. We saw mm-hmm. that it, we saw that against the Colts. If I were Doug Peterson, I would beg you to immediately pull the sprint option from the playbook. Um, what's they, theirs is more of like a oh um, more like a veer option. Like it wasn't the um, it wasn't like the direct down the seam kind of stri- north and south option. It was the one where you kind of really go to the side uh, sideline to sideline. But uh, yeah, I would yank just take that out because he's going to get hurt and exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he's running, when he's stuck in the pocket and doesn't know where to go, um, he feels out some really perfect scenarios for himself. Like he he has presence in there. He has such a great feel for where everything's going to happen, and it's it's baby Josh Allen like, right? Yes, I mean it he is. can't. He can't lower his shoulder and get the extra three yards at the end. He's going to slide, but you don't want him to lower his shoulder. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I'll take six yards instead of eight yards because it's still pretty darn good. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree with that comp. Again, the, the arm talent is not Josh Allen either, although no one in the league is right now, uh, except for maybe Holmes. But it's very good arm talent. It is very, very good mobility. Uh, but like you said, he's just not going to, uh, you know, hurdle or steamroll or whatever you want uh at the end of your highlight real play there yeah he's he's like like josh allen is is a level 
is is a level 90 Pokemon, right? And Trevor Lawrence is like a he's like a 56, you know, and you don't want to <laughs> you don't want to run into either of those guys if you're just a trainer mm-hmm. starting out, you know, and you're uh boy, you're just in Cerulean City just trying to uh you know, grind grind a little bit and earn your earn your keep in the world, you know. Get, get your Psyducks going. Yeah. Mhm. <laughs> This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. 
and I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, the next question comes from uh, from Savino here. Uh, let's see, what's going on with Jim Ursay? and Dan Snyder. Uh, For those of you who miss it, and I don't think many of you did, but just in case you did, uh, Jim Ursay at the owners meeting earlier this week uh, said that there is merit to oust uh, Dan Snyder as the owner of the Washington Commanders, which is a thing that you don't really hear from from owners about other owners. So... One of my favorite things to do is to bring up things that I've written, but I haven't gotten your opinion on, and I kind of espouse the opinion on the podcast, and then I see if you agree with it or not, <laughs> uh, which yep. is a fun kind of unfiltered way to get a, a nice thought on your take, uh, a nice thought on my take. But here's here's what I kind of thought. I, at the end of the day, and I know that uh, Ursay told uh, our Albert Breer that, hey, I got, um, you know, I got people that are going to come up and own this team next generation for me you know i have what what was it daughters granddaughters whatever mm-hmm. it was she's like i don't want them to be in a league with dan snyder and flat out that may be true i don't know if it's true or not i think in the espn story about dan snyder collecting information on everybody at the bottom you know left unsaid left said but not said loud enough in that they're all just pissed because he's bad at running the business right yes they they want a new stadium. They want a better product on the field. They want a franchise in that prime market that isn't just a, a complete joke of uh, of a team. And so that's what's driving all this. Um, I don't really care what the reason is, to be honest. I just think it was cool that someone said something like within the country club, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 my my thought here is that whenever something like this happens, the NFL goes into panic shutdown mode. Everybody protects everybody. There's that Omerta gentleman's code thing where they just like, you know, they deal with it in their limo or they fire off a text to a reporter and get something out there anonymously. But like Jim Irsay was just like, no, he's like, you know what? I've had my own crap as an owner. Everyone can read about it. um, And I don't really care anymore. Like this guy's shouldn't be in the NFL. And I thought that was cool. I thought it was refreshing. Yes. No, I agree with that. And and by the way, whenever you file something, I'm usually, I don't know if you ever noticed, I'm usually the first one in Google Doc, and uh, um, I don't actually want to work on anything, so I'll just read it, and then if there's a problem, I'll like whisper to Mitch, and I'll be like, hey, Mitch, tell, tell Connor no. Tell Connor not to do it. And then I'll just hang up the phone. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that take. Um it's just really been interesting to me to see uh, the owners kind of pressing every button they can get. And I do think they're looking at the NBA and the way Robert Sarver, uh, the Suns owner, was uh, was forced out there. Um, you know, when this, uh, when this happened with uh, Jerry Richardson down in Carolina, he was kind of willing to go. He might have been ready to, to wrap up anyway when that scandal broke. Uh, with the Dan Snyder thing, he is obviously, as he has stated publicly through his lawyers and through his various, uh, you know, media controlled <laughs> folks out there, uh, that he is not going to sell. And I think it is very noteworthy that 
Jim Irsay has spoken out against him. Uh, we've had owners speak out anonymously against him. Uh, I do also, I, I will say, on top of being bad at running the business, I do get a sense that he is genuinely disliked. Uh, could be wrong, but I do get a sense that it's it's just a tad bit personal with him uh, as well in, in a way that maybe it wouldn't be if he was a more likable guy. Uh, but you also had, you know, a couple weeks ago on the Thursday night uh, broadcast, uh, you know, Al Michaels echoing maybe it, maybe the owners just want him to go, which is significant. That's Al Michaels is not a, a journalist. He's a presenter uh, on behalf of the NFL. And, uh, and you had ESPN, which is a rights holder who has, you know, seemingly from afar treaded a little more lightly around the NFL since the days of League of Denial. Uh, they've just gone sort of openly after Snyder for for good reasons. Uh, the stuff is there to go after him for, but uh, they have not backed off in any way, shape, or form. So all of this adds up to they don't want to take the vote as owners to vote him out. They don't want to set that precedent. Uh, I, I am sure there are owners, aside from Jim Irsay, who are a little bit nervous at the prospect of quote-unquote dirt on them coming out. Uh, and that's kind of where we are. They, they're pushing as hard as they can, and Dan Snyder's probably not going to go unless they vote him out. It's uh, I, I, it's so fascinating to me. And like you said, I mean, I, I don't know where I don't know where any of this goes. I have no sense of this, uh, but it it is it is funny that like to me the tipping point was was Al Michaels before mm-hmm. Jim Irsay. Like that to me, by the way, all time no comment from Kirk Herbstreet sitting next to him. <laughs> How amazing was that? Al Michaels is just like, yeah, fuck this guy. And then you just hear like, and then Kirk Herbstreet like waits until the next play finishes. And he's like, yeah, great job by that linebacker getting over. And uh, um, Kirk Herbstreet's like, I'm not getting a dossier developed on me. Forget about it. No way. I'm shutting up here. Al Michaels, though, I think the key here, let me see. And Al is a good good person, friend of the site. Yep. um, For sure. Oh, certainly. Al is 77. Uh, Let's see here. Jim Mersey. Oh, he's only 63. Okay. Um, I was going to say there probably is a certain, certain threshold in years that you cross where you're just like, whatever, man. Yeah. You know? Like Al Michaels, like whatever, you know, I called the miracle on ice. I really don't need to answer to anybody else at this point. But that to me, (laughs) that was the first time that I was like, oh, okay, yeah, people really don't like this guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I I think it's just at a point where it's like, I don't know what else can come out. Uh, Everyone wants him out. There's good reason for him to be out. Uh, They're just going to have to suck it up and vote if he's not going to sell. All right, last question here, which was sent by, I don't know, 78 different people. Uh, (laughs) What's Andy Benoit up to? Uh, Andy is alive and well, uh, doing very well, working for the Rams. uh, And I think that's really the extent we can get into. Connor and I have both interacted with Andy. Uh, Connor, you saw him personally. You said he looked fantastic. Andy looks great. I've 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 seen Andy at two separate locales since uh, his new 
um, since his new job. Um, reports back then were that uh, he was loving it. So, mm-hmm. and at that point, you know, he, you know, he's he's in football. I mean, he's he's amazing. I think that you guys could all tell <laughs> that. Uh, when he left this podcast, there was a significant drop off in football knowledge, as mm. most of you noted in the comments on iTunes, <laughs> uh, which I appreciate, and it's helping me get better. Uh, I will admit that I've I've tried, uh, but Andy is working in football, man. You know, and so I don't. I, I when the season is happening, I let Andy do his thing because you know those guys are working twenty four hours a day uh, to try to get some W's. And he does, by the way, the the second most uh, common question we get, uh, when's he coming back on the podcast? He has an open invitation to join the podcast at any point. He's just, he's not really permitted to. It's, it's you know, he's he's a guy working for a team now. He can't really come out here and, and riff uh, about uh, who he likes and who he doesn't like and, and Guns N' Roses and all that stuff. You know what we should do is we should play... We submitted three different versions of it um, to uh, to the podcast team before Andy left. Andy and I were going to draft super teams yeah. and play against each other. Mm-hmm. And we were giving our reasons. Like we had – you had to play a 4-3. Like we, we had the whole thing broken down and we had the rules established and everything. And uh, it, it was really intimidating. Uh, but Andy and I did that exercise like three or four different times. And they kept telling us, well, do it a little bit differently. Present it this way. Present it that way. We should just unleash the deep cuts on that. Um, although I, I don't know how having Andy's thoughts on opponents, current opponents out there, I don't know how that would go. So maybe we'll just I, – this isn't a th- – I'm not threatening Andy. I would never do – yeah. yeah. I, the, the deeper I got into that, I was like, oh, shit, this is starting to sound like I'm threatening him, you know? I'm starting to sound like Dan Snyder. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, the one the one part I'd like to uh, I'd like to put out there publicly at one point, maybe, maybe we'll put it in the vault uh, for 50 years from now. 50-year anniversary of Connor and Gary. We'll, uh, we'll roll this one out there. Oh. It was my favorite Connor and Andy interaction – because Andy, in the midst of doing this show, was <laughs> like, he's like, you love Levi Wallace. And Connor was like, what? <laughs> and Andy was just like, so like, yeah, you're like a big Levi Wallace guy, right? <laughs> and it was just utter confusion because I like Levi Wallace. I don't think it's possible to be more than like, yeah. Levi Wallace, he's pretty good. I don't think there are any Levi Wallace guys out there, uh, let alone Connor Orr, but I love the specificity of this, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, peyote-fueled uh, you know, dream he had about Connor having the obsession with Levi Wallace. I think that Andy is one of the greatest, uh, has one of the greatest comedic minds of our time, and I, I say that all in, in complete sincerity i think he's hysterical um in in the best possible way and i i i could see it being a joke um or i could just see it be you know he's just like yeah i just wanted to tell connor he was a real levi wallace guy you know yeah yeah were you on the podcast with us while we were drafting the teams no but i listened to the uh to to the to the rough cuts to the, to the sessions yeah okay some of them yeah. and not not all of them it was good. I hope they get released one day. They like were the, fun. Um, 
like the uh, version of Abbey Road that wasn't messed messed up by Phil Spector, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. It it'll whatever streaming service, uh, I don't know, Netflix for what is is that how Netflix is going to go? They're going to uh, just add numbers to it and call it a new <laughs> streaming service. Maybe we'll see what the future holds, but uh, whatever streaming service exists in like 2053, they'll uh, they'll put this out and people go nuts for it. They'll love it. The MMQB NFL podcast is Connor Orr and me, Gary Grambling. We are produced by Shelby Royson. SI's executive producer of podcasts is Scott Brody, and our senior podcast producer is Dan Bloom. Mark Mravik is emeritus editor of the MMQB. Super Bowl champion Andy Benoit is the founder of the MMQB NFL podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this feed on Apple Podcasts, and once you do, please leave a rating and review because it really does help other people find the show, which is also available on Spotify, Stitcher, SI.com, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.